Let's take some time to open the scriptures and uh, read together and reflect on the good news message of God's kingdom in Jesus this morning. But let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we gather right now around the scriptures, around the Bible, around the historical count of your love in action through Jesus in our world, we ask that your Holy Spirit would just ignite our hearts with the power of the resurrection that we might come alive to God, alive to each other, and alive to what your kingdom is doing right here, right now, today. We love you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, it's Resurrection Sunday. Uh, this morning, earlier on this morning at dawn, Nicole and I, we were out in the streets praying, doing our daily exercise, uh, praying over our neighbourhoods, praying over the, the people that we live right nearby and all around and asking for the Good News King to bring his love into people's lives all over our region today. And today that's happening. People are coming alive to God. For the Christian, for you and me, for the follower of Jesus, today is a really great day. It's a day of high importance and it's a day of significance for the disciple or for the student of Jesus. It's the day where we celebrate that Jesus Christ rose from the dead that he is alive, that he is ruling and reigning. And I think it was the Apostle Paul, he said it, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then we are to be the most pitied people in all the world. But the fact is, our faith is not futile because our faith is based in and born in the reality of God's love revealed in Jesus. Today is Resurrection Sunday and we give ourselves wholeheartedly to the centrality and the reality of Jesus as Lord. Paul said it in, uh, in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 3 to 6, that Jesus died for our sin, according to the scripture, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day, and that he appeared to Peter and the twelve, and more than 500 other brothers and sisters. Today, as the people of the risen Jesus, we're celebrating and we're making a declaration of purpose about daily living with Jesus as Lord. Something significant commenced the day that Jesus rose again. N.T. Wright, in some of his works, he said it best when he said it like this. The resurrection completes the inauguration of God's kingdom. It is the decisive event demonstrating that God's kingdom really has been launched in the earth as it is in heaven. And the message of Easter is that God's new world has been unveiled in Jesus Christ and now you are being invited to belong to it. What a fantastic take NT has on the reality of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But right now, we're going to open the scriptures together and Scott and Jess are going to come and read for us. Good morning, everybody. My name's Scott. Our first scripture for this morning comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 to 11. 
That's 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 to 11. And while you're looking up that scripture, um, from my wife Belinda and I, we just want to send our love to you all and that you would know the love of Jesus on this day and his great resurrection power in these crazy times. But let's read the scriptures together. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 to 11. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved, if you hold firmly to the word I preach to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all he appeared to me also, as one abnormally born. For I am the least of the apostles, and do not even deserve to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Whether then it is I or they, this is what we preach, and this is what you believed. Hi everybody, I'm Jess, and the second reading today will be coming from the book of Luke, chapter 24, verse 1 to 12. And while you're looking that up, I just wanted to wish everybody a happy Easter. It's so sad that we can't all be together, but I hope today... Through this um, service, you'll feel peace and the grace of God wherever you find yourself at the moment. Um, So Luke chapter 24, verse 1 to 12. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, he has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told them this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women, because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Jess. The resurrection of Jesus, you know, one of the great good news realities of Jesus being alive is that he gives us the opportunity to live life, to give it another go, to have another opportunity at doing this thing called life, Um, to be raised up, to be born again, to be given a life on the terms of Jesus and not on our own terms. Now, Paul, in those readings, he wrote this at the, in 1 Corinthians 15, 8. He said that God, and at last of all, he, Jesus, appeared to me also as one 
abnormally born. Paul makes this great list of people that Jesus, the risen Jesus, appeared to, and then he gives his own account of how Jesus appeared to him. Now, you've got to understand who Paul was when Jesus invaded his life as the resurrected king. Paul, at, at that point in time, his name was Saul. And in fact, he was really busy about making sure that all of the people of Jesus were being rounded up and were being persecuted and were even being killed. Paul was a guy who was murderously going about making sure that anyone connected with Jesus, their life would be suppressed and stopped right then and there. Paul wanted none of this Jesus stuff. And yet Jesus turns up to him and then all of a sudden, Paul's life is completely transformed by an encounter with the living Christ, the risen Christ. You see, the great good news about the risen Jesus, when he comes to us, he doesn't come to us on the basis of our sense of qualification, of having somehow um, earned the, the will of God to turn up in our life. No, no, quite the opposite. The good news message is that despite who we are, how great we, are, we think we are, how small we think we are, how poorly we think we are, Jesus comes to us no matter who we think we are and he comes to us on the basis of who he thinks we are. Jesus comes not on the basis of your disqualification or qualification, but on the basis of his. And he comes to all people, even people like Paul. And he gives us the opportunity of a whole new life. You see, Paul realized in that moment of, of being humbled that day when Jesus turned up, he realized that God loved him. And God invited him into an experience of transformation. You see, Paul referred to himself as one abnormally born it's quite a difficult term that he refers to himself it literally means my life was a miscarriage it was not the way life was really meant to be lived and then Jesus came along and he invaded my life with his kingdom and his love and he completely transformed me so that I was literally born again into this new creation being this new human being, fully alive to God, fully alive to people. This is the good news of the resurrection of God. He brings people alive. No matter how much of an abnormal or miscarriage of a life we think we've lived, Jesus comes today. The risen Jesus comes today with his love and his power and he gives us the opportunity of a whole new life to have another go. That's one thing I love about Australians and I love about our attitudes. We are a people that love to have a go. Well, God is inviting you and he's inviting me and he's inviting our whole nation at this time of incredible um, flux and challenge and difficulty and spiritual collision. He's inviting us to have another go at doing life, of letting go of the things that we've once built our life upon and now centering them on, the rea on another reality, a truer reality, the reality of Jesus. God's inviting us to have another go in our marriages with Jesus at the center. God's inviting us to have another go in the whole thing of being a parent with Jesus in the center. 
God's inviting us to have another go at working in our workplaces, our workplace relationships with our bosses and our co-workers or those we've employed to have another go and even with our neighbours to have another go. What about for those of us who've been following Jesus for, for quite a while now? This is an invitation, a fresh invitation in this moment at this time to have another go at being obedient to the invitations of God, a life of faith. And it's also another opportunity to have a go at dealing with those snares, those sins, those addictions, for those things to be broken, to be forgiven, to be conquered in the goodness of God, both right now and tomorrow and the day after until Jesus comes again or we get to go to be with him. To have another go at living with a powerful sense of belonging. I belong to God. I belong to, eat, to you. And I have a strong sense of being forgiven and able to forgive. What about having another go at living according to who God thinks you are and no longer according to how you think you are? What about having another go at realising you in Jesus now have meaning and purpose in your daily life in this world? But to enter all of this, John wrote it in his gospel in John 3 verse 7 when he said, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. Today is Resurrection Sunday and it's God's big invitation that we would step into the reality of being in relationship with the risen Jesus and we confess that we long to be born again. The other reality that Paul touches on that I want to talk about this morning is this. It's a little bit later in that 1 Corinthians 15 Bible scripture reading that was read before, but if you push on a little bit more than what we read today, towards the end of chapter 15, Paul says this, he says, Thanks be to God, he gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, the victorious life. That's what I want to talk about this morning as well. This idea of victory, that, that word that Paul uses in the Greek is the word nikos, and it means to vanquish completely, utterly vanquish. And Paul, in his scripture reading, writing, is talking about how we all get to live in the power of the resurrection, both now and into the fullness of the age to come. And he's talking about how in the journey of that, God's resurrection power wants to utterly vanquish the power of sin, utterly vanquish the power of death in our life. Jesus has had complete victory. And Paul says, lean deep into that relationship. Lean deep into that power in your circumstances. You see, Jesus in his resurrection has had the ultimate victory over death. Death has lost its sting. Yet, that victory is still being worked out on a daily basis into our world and into our hearts. More and more, the victory of Jesus is transforming us 
and our world. And ultimately, the good news message of the kingdom of God being at hand is that ultimately, at the end of the end, he will have ultimate victory, vanquishing sin and death. God's will for you this Easter is that you and I would get to live the new human experience, resurrection, victory. Not, we're not, not a people who've been saved to sort of sit passively as if we were at a train station waiting for the train to arrive to pick us up to take us to our ultimate destination. No, what we've been launched into is this work of God in the world right here and right now. So the question becomes, it moves from being, where will I go if I die? And the question becomes, what will I do today as I wake up in my relationship with Jesus? Just stop and have a think for a moment. Think about the people around you. Think about the community in which you live. Think about the people in your street. Think about the poor, the hungry, the destitute. Think about your family members and think about those right now who have no family. Those who are near to God and those who are far from God and far from each other. What about those that you know or even those strangers that you're seeing on the television who are dealing with sickness and disease? Think about all of those people who, are, who you live among who are in need of the victory of Jesus today. You see, it's into these very circumstances and relationships that King Jesus is willingly and actively um, bringing his kingdom victory into all of those situations with his love, with his hope, with his renewal. And he invites us to join him. On any given day of the week, we will get to see the victory of Jesus completely vanish, vanquish uh, sin and death sometimes. We see the sick healed. We see the poor and their, 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 their arms are filled with food. We see the lost find family. And yet some days we experience, as we're doing this, great resistance, great opposition, great spiritual contest around all of this. And some days it feels like as we're faithfully going about the resurrection work of Jesus, being fully alive to God and people, bringing the kingdom, that sometimes it seems like the breakthroughs are far, far away. They're delayed, as it were. Yet ultimately, our experience of fulfillment in any one day with Jesus as the risen Lord is breakthrough victory, Victory that comes with spiritual contest and victory that comes after a delay. But hold on to the truth that Jesus is Lord. His kingdom has come. His inaugurated kingdom is at hand. Friends, this Easter, it's a simple message in Jesus. Turn your life over to him you get to have a whole new opportunity of living life and you get to come fully alive right here, right now. 
This Resurrection Sunday, there is a move of the Holy Spirit right across the land. And the Spirit is causing this rising up, this resurrection right now today. People are hearing the good news of Jesus. They're turning their life over to him because he's coming to their home. He's coming to their heart. He's coming to their circumstances. And he's even coming to you. The king and his resurrection is rising up in the earth all over the world. Death has been vanquished. The kingdom is rising up and people are being born again. There's a big invitation to you and to me today. Would you like to come fully alive to God? Would you like to be born again and raised up into Jesus right now? The resurrection effect of Jesus as king has come. And we invite you today into relationship with King Jesus and living his kingdom way. Would you join me as we pray? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the reality of sending Jesus, your one and only son. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you came and you took on, your, took on our flesh. You lived our life in complete obedience and joy and in the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you that you went to the cross, that you rested in the assurance of the Father's great love when you went to the grave. And on the third day, you rose again and you rule and reign and you live forevermore right here today. Lord Jesus, thank you for the big invitation today towards each and every one of us to be born again to be uh, fully alive in you, not on our terms, no matter what we've done, but on your terms of grace and forgiveness. Come, Holy Spirit. God, today, for those of us who are listening just right now, as your spirit is touching them, we turn our hearts to you and we ask that you would be our king. Father, for those people that we live among, that right now who need your kingdom more than ever, would your victory break through. And Lord, for the disciples of Jesus that are watching and listening to this today, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would awaken and equip them to participate in the good news kingdom of Jesus in the world in which we're living. Today, tomorrow, and fully, into the, into the age to come. Thank you, God. We pray blessing in your name, Jesus. We release healing power in your name, Jesus. We pray the kingdom come in Jesus' name today. Amen.